famous from coast to coast. <laughs> Forever young, welcome to More Than Money. You've got your co-host, Mr. Gene Dickinson. You have your coast, you have your coast, coast to coast. You have your host for coast to coast. Oh, your coast to coast host. Whoa, <laughs> very, very nice, very, very nice. That's Alyssa Young, good morning. Good morning. For all of you who are loyal listeners, you know exactly how this works. Your host, Alyssa, will guide you through our show today. But most importantly, you are the centerpiece. You're the heart of our show. And that's what makes our show so uh, very different, so very current, so very beneficial to you because it's all about you. And if you'd like to join us, that would be a great favor to both of us this morning as we're running on Collectively, about 45 minutes of sleep. <laughs> You'll find out why here in a second. And um, answering your questions always raises up the energy, always makes things a little lighter and a little brighter. So please join us if you've got questions about investments, retirement, uh, income taxes, 401ks, estate uh, planning, uh, being an executor or a business question running, starting, and liquidating a business, you've got the right spot. Uh, traditionally, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. You'll talk to the lovely and talented Mr. John Elliott, the dulcet tones of Mr. John Elliott on the microphone. And then you'll talk to... On the to telephone. Your, oh, oh, that's a good point. Well, buddy. Occasionally he's on the microphone. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. you'll talk to your host, uh, Alyssa Young, and then uh, we'll get you as squared away as we possibly can. If you would prefer or if you have more details or if it's a privacy issue or if it just works out better for you, then you'll send us emails, Alyssa, A-O-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. And, of course, if you would prefer to listen through the miracles of modern technology, iHeartMedia, coast-to-coast, and border-to-border, -border, all you need to do is log on to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, more than, T-H-A-N, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the Listen Live button, which magically appears Saturday mornings right around this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, disappears in a couple of hours, so you've got to jump on that. And uh, wherever you are, if you've got internet access on your smartphone, on your uh, tablet, on your laptop, on your workstation, you've got it. And uh, and share the show if you've got folks that you care about that you think would benefit from some sage financial advice. Hey, when you're 780 years doing this, you ought to pick up some sage financial advice. Maybe some basil, too. Nice. I see what you did there. A little pesto action going. A little pesto, as they say. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. I think that covers it. By the way, these just came in. These are the, re the new uh, guides to Social Security and Medicare. So. We have those as references. That okay. works. And, of course, we have our financial key, financial data up and running. Uh, Labor Day Monday. So hopefully most of you, if not all of you, have um, the weekend and uh, well-earned, well-earned. This is a hardworking country. All right, not Washington, but everywhere else. 
This is a hard working country. And if you're celebrating with friends and family, that is fantastic. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones right away. We talk to Gary. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Gene and Alyssa. I'm calling from Rehoboth, Delaware. It's beautiful down here. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's wonderful to hear, and hopefully you'll have a great weekend down there. How can we serve you? Okay, and that bodes a question. Uh, we talked about uh, step-up cost basis, and in my mind, it was always regarding um, primary residence. Mm-hmm. Would that same thing uh, follow through with a vacation home if uh, a person has their their home that they use as their residence, but they also have a vacation home and they pass? How does that uh, how does that work? Yeah, Gary, actually, stepped up basis applies to basically any asset that you have in your estate that could potentially have profit built into it. So it's your primary residence, of course, your your vacation home, absolutely, stocks, mutual funds, investment properties. Cars. You, car, exactly. If you've got a, a collection, baseball cards for those who are of a different generation maybe. But bottom line, uh, yeah, you get a stepped-up basis upon the passing of the owner. Yeah, Wonderful. Yeah, well, I, we never really addressed that, and, and I know it was always usually just – uh, directed at a, at a home, in my mind anyway. So that clears it up. Thanks again. Uh, you're very welcome. God bless. Bye-bye. I think the exclusion from capital gains tax applies to your primary residence and not your vacation home, right? So it, you everything gets a stepped-up cost basis, but do you still get an exclusion of 250000 per person? That's a very different topic. Right. I think and, that's what, what Gary you, was and, thinking and of. thank you for highlighting that because that would be the next most logical thing to make sure that we're clear about. Gary's question was very specific about stepped-up basis in an estate. So right. as far as that discussion went, it was lovely. Yes. And it was accurate. Yes. Might be a little misleading if people are mixing up two different topics. Yes. So when we're talking about the second topic, which is selling a home, selling a property during your lifetime, what's your observation? Uh, so when you're selling your primary residence, mm-hmm. that stepped-up cost basis applies to calculate what your capital gains are on the sale. We we have to be very, very clear because it's a confusing enough issue. The the stepped-up basis is an estate planning issue. The um, exclusion of capital gains is a lifetime issue. So we don't get a stepped-up basis during our lifetime. We get to exclude from tax a certain yes, dollar. Right. I, I might I was thinking I was reading Gary's mind. So oh. I, <laughs> I had a feeling that he was going there too in his head. I'm reading Gary's mind too and he's going, The ocean looks <laughs> fabulous this morning. I am so happy to be in Rehoboth. French toast. I smell French toast. Oh, the coffee is fantastic. So cost basis and stepped up cost basis are two different things. Very different. Yes, yes. So when someone inherits an asset, 
they inherit they they have a stepped up cost basis meaning that the asset is then worth its current market value mm-hmm. and that's the the value the cost basis that's used to determine capital gains right um, when you're selling your vacation home and you it's yours and not um, someone inheriting it um, your cost basis um, is still whatever you paid plus whatever you invested in it. And then when you sell it, you have capital gains that you cannot exclude from tax because it's not your primary residence. So, yeah, I I, uh, I don't know if, uh, Gary, if I was uh, correctly um, insinuating where, where you were going next with your questions, but um, that's a that's a great issue because of all of those things it all depends on exactly what you're talking about, uh, who's selling, who's inheriting. Uh, one thing I wanted to clarify too, Gene, correct me if I'm wrong, IRAs do not get a stepped-up cost basis when they're inherited, do they? Uh, they do not. IRAs are fully taxable. If they're Roth IRAs, they're not taxable. So that, that has a slightly different set of circumstances. Now, for Gary, if we're reading his mind, this is great fun, um, <laughs> seeing how psychic I can actually be over the course of what would that be? It's about 150 miles away. Okay. Um, so if he's saying, now, wait a second. Uh, Alyssa's right. That's ex- that is what I was thinking. I want to sell my vacation home, but mm, don't really want to pay the tax. There is a workaround that's available. It's not always useful. It's not always practical, but it's available. The eligibility as a, and I'm just using the married couple numbers as a demonstration, to exclude $500,000 of profit from tax mm-hmm. is is uh, applicable to your primary resident. Right. Only. Right. But you can exercise that exclusion every two years. So if if we had a scenario, I'm picking numbers out of thin air. Uh, Gary and his family own their primary residence. It's in Pennsylvania. They have a vacation home in Rehoboth. Mm-hmm. Uh, primary residence, there's about $400,000 of gain. Oof, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. The vacation home has about $400,000 of gain. Oh, looks like we're going to end up getting pinched. You could, if practical sell your primary residence in Pennsylvania, reestablish your residency in Rehoboth for two years and a day, (laughs) and you could exclude $800,000, 400 on each property. And you can do it every two years. If you like packing and moving. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't. Oh, burn the house down. Just burn <laughs> Let's move. Let's just burn it down. Let's just start over. Sell it with all of our belongings. In oh, that, oh, that's, uh, that's oh, what a dream. What a gloriously wonderful dream. Oh, goodness. Uh, goodness indeed. Um, we actually, a number of years ago, counseled with clients who retired and sold everything they owned got themselves down to about three or four suitcases each, sold their primary residence, paid no tax, and spent the next, it was about seven or eight years, they did three different turns where they moved into a home, renovated it themselves, Mm. sold it two years later, made a couple hundred thousand bucks, paid no tax of any kind. They did it three times. 
And then finally, the moving. And it's not just the moving. It's the living with uh, plaster dust. Yeah. And, it's, and sawdust. And, and worker bees showing up at the wrong times. Not for me. Or not showing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the, it's it is certainly not. Uh, what's the word? The for most people, not the optimal, optimal retirement plan. But for these folks, gosh, it really fit. She loved doing interior decorating. He loved doing landscaping, and it augmented hmm. their retirement assets in a short order by a magnitude of like a half a million bucks. Yeah. So if you are um, what, uh, pinched maybe, Hey, for whatever reasons you're approaching retirement and saying, uh, really didn't have as much as I wish I had the whole idea of flipping homes if over a couple of years. Skills. Oh, and <laughs> you know what? That's true. And there are a lot of folks, this whole college loan forgiveness thing is so insulting to folks who made a choice of not going into debt, working hard and acquiring skills yeah and let's be honest um as 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 we evolve our lifestyles when was the last time you said oh if i could just find an art history major oh i am so in need of what but if you said a, a mechanic i can trust a plumber i can trust an HVAC guy that's terrific. Somebody that can repair the roof and do it right. It's a, these are people with skills. Yes, in that's high demand. In high demand. As well they should be. Yes. As well they should be. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Uh, again, uh, Labor Day weekend. We hope you have a safe uh, by the way, the gendarmes, that's what they call police up in Nazareth. Gendarmes. Do they? Oh, yeah. They're very sophisticated in Nazareth. You're going to see why I said that here in a second. They're out in full force. So if you are a, uh, hmm, I don't know anybody like this, but if you're a little quick on the road, <clears throat> be careful this weekend. Be very, very careful. Not just from your safety standpoint, which is number one but also from your wallet standpoint, <laughs> just be careful. Now, speaking of gendarmes and uh, Nazareth, quite a night last night. Yeah, it was. All right, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You're about ready to burst. So yeah. go ahead. Uh, well, we are proud of the Nazareth area high school football team. They beat Parkland 28 to 10 last night Oof. at home. Our, our home opener for the season Great game, um, great team effort, both sides of the ball, uh, quarterback and his receivers and um, fill-in running backs did an, a really nice job on the offensive side, um, and the defensive side of the ball held Parkland to 10 points. Um, just all around, uh, great great effort, great crowd. It was packed, um, beautiful night. For football, and um, of course, proud of my number nine. Uh, Andrew had a great game. There was a lot of uh, cramping and stretching happening on both teams. A um, couple of scary moments. My kid was down on the field two times. Didn't like that very much, um, but I was relieved when he got up and walked off um, the field on his own and kept playing. So, whew. <laughs> 
Um, but we have a couple of uh, senior starters on the Nazareth team who are injured and out for the season. Mm. So uh, it was ner- we were nervous going into this game, especially after Parkland demolished Easton last week. We were thinking, oh boy, can we hold up with you know a few holes in our lineup? But hey, they came together and they did an awesome job. And it was Coach Falzone's 100th win. Fantastic. And uh, Jahan Dotson was there. The new Washington Commanders player, uh, Nazareth alum, he came to the game. For all those of you out there uh, listening who are uh, sports reporters for uh, radio, television, and the news uh, room, you've got nothing on this girl. She just gave you the sports insight. (laughs) Nazareth Parkland. Great game, uh, number one against number two, and uh, it lived up to its billing. There was tremendous excitement. I was uh, really excited, Diane and, and Megan and I got to join the uh, the young crowd. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Gene likes being with young people. <laughs> ah, got it. So fantastic. Very, very, very good. 610-720-7900. We're proud of Andrew. We're proud of the entire uh, team. I thought Parkland handled themselves wonderfully. There are, sadly, in sports today, so many egos, um, particularly on the professional level, and that sadly sends to, tends to set a tone for younger athletes where they want to emulate their, their heroes. And some of their heroes are jerks. Some of their heroes are just morons. Some of their heroes are walking around with IQs, you know, something below that of a football, and yet they're supposed to be role models, and they're doing really, really stupid things. And if they're talented enough physically, the leagues will support them in spite of the fact that they do really, really inappropriately bad things. And that often, sadly, gosh, I've seen 10-year-olds in Little League throw tantrums and start getting in the umpire's faces, and you want to just... Grab them by the scruff of the neck and toss them in the... But you can't. People frown on that, so we let that go. I thought both teams handled themselves really, really uh, honorably and with great, uh, with great pride last night. I agree. I didn't see any, you know, scuffles. No. Whereas last week, like, Andrew was the victim of a personal foul last week. Mm. He blocked a kid down the field for, I don't know, 40 yards or something, and at the end of the play... The kid was frustrated and just shoved Andrew. Play was over. Mm. Got personal foul was called on him, and they had a no a clean game last night. Uh, congratulations to Parkland. Uh, tough, tough game. Well fought and uh, and handled themselves beautifully. Yeah, beautifully. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Alyssa at askmtm dot com. Jobs report for last month was solid. Three hundred fifteen thousand jobs. Solid. Unemployment went up a little bit. That's actually good news. That means more people are entering the workforce. The latest report uh, from Harrisburg, uh, for what that's worth, um, Pennsylvania employers currently have 115,000 job openings. 115,000 job openings. Uh, 15 years ago, on this show, we joined with lots of other uh, uh, quality radio shows in trying to uh, encourage local employers to uh, create jobs, try to identify job openings for people who were in really, really tough circumstances because of the uh, 2008 downturn in the economy, the markets. It was, it was nasty. And, um, 
and we made some real real gains. Now, gosh, we are in kind of the reverse of that. If you are listening to me and you're saying, hey, I've been retired for four or five years, and you know what, I got some time, and uh, you know, I wouldn't mind working a few hours a day or maybe three days a week. Or, hey, get yourself out there. There are so many places, so many quality um, uh, organizations that need employees, uh, for-profit, non-profit, lots of ways to be really, really valuable and really contribute. So um, the the tables have turned, and now employees, uh, you don't hear too many political hacks uh, talking about how ah, we got to raise the minimum wage. People can't live on $7 an hour. They don't have to. Are you kidding me? Capitalism raised the minimum wage. Um, fast food and uh, a high school diploma will get you 15 bucks an hour, 30,000 a year and benefits. High school, a driver's license and the ability to pee in a cup without making it turn blue will get you 50 grand a year full benefits and a sign-on bonus. So there are kids out there that are going college. I, I don't get it. I don't get spending a quarter of a million bucks and, and getting my degree in anthropology. I don't get it. I don't, other than the party part, I don't get it. Uh, and I certainly don't get going $150,000 in debt and paying it off when I'm a senior citizen. Um, and, you know, I've got a special person in my life, and maybe we'd like to start our life out. Your mom and dad started pretty young, <laughs> if I remember. Uh-huh. Uh, they were 18 and 19 when yeah. they got married. So if they were 18 and 19 today and came out and said, college is not for me, we got to get to work, the, collectively they could be making a hundred grand a year with full benefits and starting to fund. They could have 50 grand in their 401ks each by the time their friends graduated college <laughs> with $150,000 in debt. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Incredible. What was that? Five? Four. Got it. Thank you. Um, shout out to our friends at Toasted and Roasted. Mike and Allie are down there serving it up. Great coffee. And, uh, and baked goods. Oh, baked goods indeed. Ooh. Oh, that sandwich. Oh, it's crazy. I had a Toasted and Roasted sandwich. Oh. oh, my goodness. Like, I mean, uh, to die, to die for. <laughs> Sorry, it really, just came gotta out. try it. I was highly impressed by that sandwich. I can uh, still taste it if I close my eyes and think about it. I'm going to ask you a question that I'm fairly certain you don't know the answer to. Oh, okay. Uh, in Pennsylvania, are you exempt from property taxes in your at your residence if you bury remains on the property? <laughs> You are correct. I have no idea. <laughs> and, do you and, know? And neither do I. Um, Can I ask some questions about about that there, question? I have hundreds of questions about that. Um, came in from our website. If you bury remains on your property, do you get a tax exemption? Um, number one, why? I, uh, yeah. Number, and number two, who? No, number one, who? Yeah, who? And, Whose remains? And is this a plan or is this? A, I mean, Did you already do it, or are you planning ahead? Does the word industrial chipper come into this in any way, shape, or form? Uh, oh, my. Uh, I, I'm going to find out, because if so, I have some work to do. Uh, <laughs> Get a shovel. Wow. 
Uh, front end loader. Uh, <laughs> so I can get a backhoe and a front end loader. My husband dug our whole pond by hand. So, uh, oh, you know, uh, if what? he finds whoa, out, whoa, whoa, if he, he finds may, out that that's a possibility, he may already know the answer to this question. He may already know. Oh my goodness! What and, a question! And what's the definition of remains? Because we are uh, we are animal people and love right. our animals. Right. And uh, over the the life of our home, we have had um, a number of our fur babies pass. They're all still with us. Yeah, same. So we have our remains on our property. So yes. I'm going to do canine uh, remains or feline remains. I got them both. Count toward yeah, that exemption. So I want to. I will be making my application for my property tax rebates. <laughs> Stay tuned next week, folks. We're going to answer that question. <laughs> Go to the hardware store and buy a shovel and some gloves and <laughs> and save on your taxes. And by the way, I think the shovel and gloves will be tax deductible. I think, I think that's. I think that's how that works. Save your receipts. <laughs> Speaking of receipts, we will be receiving Bobby Gunther Walsh in our next segment. Yeah, I, I didn't actually do that, right? Sorry. Uh, Gunther will be joining us. He, we will receive him in the studio as we give you the heads up on uh, next week's uh, Folds of Honor Radiothon. So you don't want to miss that. You want all the details. You want to be part of that. Please, please, please. Help these folks who need it. We'll give you more details after this. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. We're back after this on More Than Money. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the Great piece of music that's Forever Young, Rod Stewart. Make sure that you check out the entire song. The entire song actually has a really great message to it. Forever Young in honor of our host, Alyssa Young. <laughs> and uh, actually, maybe today, more appropriately, in honor of Andrew Young, senior football player at Nazareth, as they uh, took on the, uh, depending on the rankings, it was number one against number two, depending on the rankings who was one and who was two, but it was a one-two matchup in the Lehigh Valley, and Nazareth prevailed rather handily, mm-hmm. I must say. 28-10, that's just that. And it. I'm not sure I would say that game was that close. It was a very, very good game. Congratulations to Andrew and all the, the – on both sides of the ball. Um, defense was incredible. Offense was very, very good. And uh, tip of the hat to Parkland for a hard-fought hard fought game. And, uh, and they conducted themselves wonderfully, yes. wonderfully well. Uh, 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Happy Labor Day weekend. Make sure it's a safe one if you're out traveling. Make sure you keep your eyes peeled. 
because the gendarmes are out and, um, and uh, Governor Wolf needs more money for his coffers. So be very, very careful. Our Folds of Honor Radiothon starts Tuesday morning. Bobby Gunther Walsh kicks it off at 5 a.m. I will not, I guarantee you, be at Vinart Hyundai um, at 5 a.m. I might make it by 8. Gunther can carry the water, but we are raising funds for Folds of Honor. And if you can assist us, we would very much appreciate that. We'll be taking your pledges all week long at 610-746-7007. That takes you right into the More Than Money World Headquarters. If uh, for whatever reason you're calling early, calling late, we're not yet at the phones, uh, leave that message and we'll get right back at you. And our team will be assisting all week long, um, taking the calls uh, independent of where we are. Uh, Gunther, again, Vinart Hyundai on Tuesday Hotel Bethlehem on Wednesday, Ritz Barbecue on Thursday, more than money's world headquarters in the Holy Land between Bethlehem and Nazareth. That would be Friday and then Relic Hunter on Saturday. Uh, we have a challenge. It's it's a big-time challenge. We raised over $100,000 last year. We'd like to break that record this year and help uh, more families uh, of um, military vets, U.S. military vets who have either lost their lives or had their lives drastically altered uh, through their service to our country. Um, Again, in my opinion, some of the finest heroes that we have uh, in our society today. So if you can assist us in helping to educate their families, that would be greatly appreciated. And if you wish to uh, simply make a pledge, gene at askmtm.com works very very well. Uh, toasted and roasted, up and running, offering you the best coffee in the valley. That's my very prejudiced opinion. And uh, <laughs> yummy baked goods, lots going on there. So head on down to Broad and Center. Uh, say hi to Mike and Allie and tell them that we sent you. And the jobs report for last month was quite solid. Unemployment went up. The unemployment rate went up to 3.7. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. That means that there are more people out there looking for work, ready to work, available to work, and that's going to help our economy to continue uh, to recover. There are too many people who are just so politically correct that they can't. They are blinded by their political correctness. Uh, The jobs report was commented on by an economist from a company that name you would recognize. I don't intend to give them any PR, any a recognition at all because they're a bunch of politically correct morons. Um, the uh, economist said that the uh, good jobs report gives at least a glimmer of hope. A glimmer, glimmer of hope. A okay. Glimmer. Um, glimmer and of hope. looking for a soft landing on this inflationary time uh, that um, if everything slows down on its own, we could avoid a recession. So um, this chief economist of a major national firm is so um, woke that she can't simply say, we're in a recession. We're two two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. It's a recession. (laughs) We hope to avoid one. You hope to avoid the one that's already happened. They're changing the definition of a recession. That's so she's woke. Speaking of woke, woke She's up woke. and ask your questions at 
that was the second or third worst segue in the history of radio. Uh, woke up and ask your questions at 610-720-7900. <laughs> Send Alyssa your emails, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com or uh, listen to us through iHeartMedia at morethanmoneyonline.com. Uh, um, listener writes, I am named the executor of my mom's estate, met with her attorney to get briefed on what I need to do. Okay. The attorney seems very nice, but I left and realized we never talked about what he will charge for his services. What is the typical fee for an attorney settling an estate? Oh, um, I don't know the answer to that question. I do know that the estate planning attorney we partner with said that they don't bill hourly when they help somebody do that they don't they do not because they understand in that situation um you know you're grieving you don't know what you're doing they Mm -hmm. want to make sure they're providing support in a compassionate way and so you shouldn't have to fear calling with questions that every time you call um you're going to to be charged for an hour of service. So, so it's a retainer basis. It's what it sounds like. A, like. F- a, f- a fixed fee. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, different, I, I I don't know technically if if the statement, there is no such thing as a standard hmm. um, fee. I don't know if technically that's correct. But in my experience, that seems to be correct. I think each uh, law firm, each attorney uh, makes their own determination. Some charge by the hour, some charge a percentage of the estate, mm-hmm. some charge a f- a retainer fee, a flat fee. Hey, in our um, what analysis of the estate, it's going to be forty five hundred bucks, and call if you need help. Yeah, based on uh, how complicated how, it is, exactly. right? Because some estates are very simple, and some have a lot of pieces that need to be figured out. Yeah, and it's got very little. In many cases, nothing to do with the value of the estate. Uh, many, many years ago, um, I met now one of my dearest friends and clients. She's just fantastic, a woman that we all love in, in our office. And her husband had just passed. His estate was very large. And her attorney, his attorney, uh, had quoted her a number that was also very large yep. to settle his estate. And... Um, I looked at it and went, okay, there's a real problem here because he had three major assets, their home. Mm-hmm. Well, that was in joint titling. Okay. So it was already Nothing her, to do al- there. Already hers. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, IRA. Uh-huh. Again, nothing to do there. Beneficiary. She already had it. <laughs> and he had a very, um, over a million dollars in an investment account. Again. Uh, yeah. Beneficiaries. Um, actually... Joint, joint title. loan. Okay, so, nothing to uh, do there. <laughs> a little bit of paperwork, uh, just a little bit of paperwork, and uh, Which you probably did, uh, <laughs> or we, Connie. We, yeah, well, thank you so much. <laughs> Once again, we understand who does the real work. Okay, okay, uh, yeah. So uh, it's not a dollar amount, and in some cases, it's the inverse. The dollar amounts are relatively mm. modest, but the challenges are pretty nasty. So. Um, make sure when you consult with an attorney as the executor, make sure you are very clear that um, uh, how they are being paid, what they expect will be the total cost of settling the estate. Also make sure that you understand how long it's going to take. Because in some cases, there are firms that are very efficient at turning these things around quickly. And in other cases, it appears, it appears 
that they drag their feet. So if somebody says, using our example, joint ownership of the home, joint investment account, and an IRA, it's going to take 9 to 12 months. Run from the office. Yeah. Don't bother saying goodbye. <laughs> Just And leave the coffee. You don't need the coffee. Just leave it there. <laughs> Goodness. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Gary. Gary, good morning. Morning, Jane. Good morning, Ulysses. Great show today. You've, you've talked about uh, job opportunities and, and people getting back in the workforce. I wanted to share with you a program that's, a, that's been around. It's called On-the-Job Training Program. Both employers looking to hire and job seekers looking to get back in the job workforce can use. Employers can get over $10,000 reimbursed while they train a new employee if that new hire qualifies. The interesting part is CareerLink, and it's run by the state's CareerLink office over by the Iron Pig Stadium. The interesting part is CareerLink's one of the best uh, performing offices in the state's network, and they just got $300,000 extra to supplement this program starting just a month ago. Mm. So a lot of employers don't know about it. A lot of job seekers don't know about it, and it's a win-win for all parties. Excellent. Thank you, Gary. Fantastic. Gary, how did they get more information about that? Just contact CareerLink over on Union Boulevard. Fantastic. Gary, thank you. So the OJT program. And, Gary, before I let you go, I want to thank you. Uh, uh, Gary is a very active um, uh, supporter and participant in the Folds of Honor program, has uh, spent a significant amount of time and effort uh, spreading the word and encouraging people to uh, to participate uh, Gary has uh, connections that go pretty far and wide. So, Gary, thank you so much for your help. And, of course, next week is going to be where the rubber meets the road. So keep good thoughts, and, and I know I'll see you during the week. Uh, it's my honor. So thank you for saying that. Thank Take you, care. my friend. God bless. 610-720-7900. Um, Gary has a deep commitment to military families and for lots of good reasons. So we'll, we'll give him our tip of the hat. Hmm. Uh, young lady writes, my fiance and I plan to get married next year. Congratulations. I know. That's so nice. I've been working and saving for over 22 years. I have a small home. I have reached 25% equity. Right. Good for you. Uh, I have about 240 240000 nice, in retirement savings, some liquid savings, and a full-time job with benefits. Excellent. This is wonderful. Good. Uh, my fiancé is self-employed, makes as much as me, but has higher cost and does not have as much save. We're thinking about keeping our finances separate, but opening a joint account for mutual costs like bills and vacations, mortgage, etc. Does this sound like a good plan? Should I consider doing anything else? Many thanks. We both love your show. Hmm. Well, um, on the surface, I mean, it sounds like it might actually work well for them to keep things separate because of the self-employment, hmm. you know, like the, the complicating factors there with the uh, income and costs, like for a business, you know, venture, um, I can see, see maybe for even for, for tax records and things like that, keeping that separate probably would be. Um, a practical approach to take. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I I think both of us are um, tiptoeing on the answer 
because there's a piece of the puzzle that we're not active in on a daily basis, and that's the tax side. And we have an entire tax division of More Than Money headed up by uh, Diane, if that is her real name, and um, a wonderful team. And exploring the pros and cons, Mm. how um, you might best um, minimize the income tax issues is one piece of this question. Mm -hmm. A second piece is a difference of financial philosophy. Mm -hmm. Philosophy is not a word that we use often on air because people tend to fall asleep (laughs) as soon as they hear it. Is she going to talk about Plato? No, we're not. And Stay uh, with us. Stay with us. Socrates and Aristotle. No. Says, actually, we do talk about Plato on, on occasion, but it's I like the blue and model the red. Model magic. Model magic. They're fantastic. The Plato, so it's really Oh, model, model magic. Model better magic. than Plato yes. is what you're saying? Oh, yes. Yeah, there's no... Uh, I don't have any bias there. No bias, no conflict of interest no, there. None. Full transparency. Husband works for Crayola. Okay. Um... <laughs> Differences of philosophy, differences of values. Mm-hmm. Um, this young lady has been diligent, clearly, at doing all the proper things, having her home, building her equity, saving for retirement. Her fiance has apparently, we don't know for a fact, we don't know all the details of, of his prior financial uh, experience, but apparently has a different philosophy. Mm. Um, one of the things now you've been married for a year or two, (laughs) almost 19, 19, uh, this year for Diane and I is 19 this month. Oh yeah. Your anniversary is in like two weeks, right? Hang on one second. (laughs) Anniversary. He's making a note. Just write that down. (laughs) I think it's the 20th. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. Um, Differences of opinion never occur in a in a well-adjusted family scenario. Of course they do. So the key is not you're never going to avoid disagreements, but if you can minimize them, mm-hmm. and if you can identify an area where there's significant potential for disagreement, in this case potentially, hey, I think about money differently than you do. Excellent. Why don't we do this? We'll agree to pool our resources in a joint account to do the common stuff. I'll handle my money. And if you decide to waste your money, that's kind of on you. <laughs> I, I think that makes a lot of sense in terms of, of as, as long as there's good communication, as long as it's laid out logically and appropriately, and if, every, if everybody's comfortable. I think that this couple... Um, or, you know, this woman uh, particularly who's reached out with the question, but maybe they both agreed to ask for input. They both uh, love our show. They both love the show. They deserve uh, kudos for talking mm. about it and mm. planning in advance. Yep. Um, so having the discussion, coming to an agreement, maybe Excellent. setting some ground rules, yeah. planning, that's going to go a really long way toward preventing problems. Now, as a financial advisor... Would you be willing to sit with a couple like that, wear your striped shirt and a whistle, and be the referee? <laughs> um, to some extent, I wouldn't want to be a referee, but I think it's good for uh, it's a good role to play to be a neutral 
mediator. Mediator, yeah. I, I think that's important. I would want to be able to be that resource to help them. But right, I'm not since we didn't like fight. the referees last night, you're you're saying I I don't want to be affiliated with the, the zebras wearing the striped shirt. <laughs> I told you last night I could never be a referee. Uh, there you go. Okay, so mediator, um, because often these kinds of discussions are limited by the experiences of the people involved. So she's got a very disciplined approach. He may or may not. Maybe they, they, they're speaking this on, maybe they're in the same wavelength. Maybe they're not. And often it's useful to have a third party that they both trust mm-hmm. to just say, here's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And wow, I didn't hear that before. Okay, good. Good. Just again, ground rules. You're absolutely right. Communication. Fantastic. I a tip of the hat to both of them. And, uh, Gosh, we uh, we hope that, yeah, they show up in the office and we can get them square. Um, this is an example of someone starting their life together who maybe has some different philosophies. Um, and it's interesting because the same kind of conversation could come up again. Um, I don't know how old these folks are, but, you know, 30 years from now or whatever, when it's time to retire. Um, because people going into retirement have different philosophies sometimes about what their retirement life's going to look like. And that could cause, you know, resurface sort of these uh, potential problems and disagreements. Almost and, sounds to me like you've had that conversation recently. Oh uh, yeah, I actually have. <laughs> with, with a couple who he decided to retire and she's going, how in the world is this supposed to work? That's right. She said, I told you, we should have done this first. And I told you we should have done that first. And I don't feel safe. Wow. Yeah, what a that place, was a tough conversation what, what a, to have. I would imagine what a place for a spouse to be. And unfortunately, now, you, uh, without violating privacy, they've been married a long time. Um, 15 years. Yeah, so a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, this couple that sent us this email mm-hmm. has in their power the ability to avoid that very scenario, right. that very situation where, but, but I've been self-employed all these years and I'm really tired and I want to just quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about that now. Let's yeah. talk about that now. And again, if they both love our show, that means they both have excellent good judgment. <laughs> and goodness gracious. 610-720-7900, Alyssa at askmtn.com. Uh, I have a question about naming a beneficiary on a CD. Can a name on a CD be in trust for? Uh, if so, does the person who created the CD still have access to the money when the CD matures? Very good question. If a person would go into a nursing home and has a CD with a beneficiary named as such, are the funds considered belonging to the person who created the CD or the beneficiary? Would that money be considered in the person's assets or disregarded? fascinating yeah that is fascinating okay if i take a run at this yeah okay um the owner of an asset is um always in control also is always responsible so naming a cd beneficiary it's not a beneficiary i get it it's in trust for or it's transfer on death or it's payable on death. It's however you want to describe it, but it has the same effect as a beneficiary 
It has no legal standing until the owner has passed. Right. So uh, if it's you go into a nursing home, is it your money? Yep. If the CD matures, is it your money? Yep. <laughs> if you want to take the money out early, pay a penalty and go spend it on a motorbike, is that your right? Yep. <laughs> uh, it is, it's your money. Uh, and will be to the moment that you pass. So beneficiaries in trust for uh, have no legal standing. It's one of the real benefits. It's one of the real powers of naming a POD, a TOD, an in-trust for versus what many people do. Oh, mm -hmm. So many people do. I want to put my kids' names on all my accounts. Right. Well, well, well why? Well, so they get it directly when I'm gone. Ooh, then we can do it much better yep. without any risk. Yep. If you put names on accounts, there's always the risk. Hey, uh, I, I put my two kids on the deed to my house. Well, that's lovely. Um, your kids are grown and financially responsible. Oh, goodness, no. Oh, my son, what a moron. He can't hang on to money, and he owns too many cars. And my daughter's always responsible. She's fantastic. But my son, he's on his fourth marriage, and he's on his second bankruptcy. Well. And now he's part owner of your home. Part owner of your home. Good luck with that. And the next marriage, divorce, and the next bankruptcy is going to create just a hellacious problem. That could be avoided by simply using POD, TOD, or in trust for. Yes. Um, that reminds me of something that uh, I discussed with someone this week, and it's come up in the past, too. So um, I'll mention it now because maybe you have something to add. Some people put their kids on their bank accounts because they want them to be able to help them manage the, like, mm, pay bills and things. Sure. But um, I think the best way to handle that is to have like a power of attorney access to the account mm -hmm. rather than part ownership of the account. Mm -hmm. So that allows your son or daughter or whomever this person you trust is to write checks on your behalf mm -hmm. to make sure your bills are paid if something <clears throat> happens to you. But it doesn't change the ownership of the money. Exactly. So ask for that instead of putting their name on the account. And if interestingly enough, for. nice segue because... Uh, beneficiaries, TODs, PODs do not take effect until the person dies. Right. POAs, powers of attorney, die with the person. So it's the exact opposite. Lots of folks say, yeah. my estate's all taken care of because I named my daughters my POA. Okay, hopefully you understand that when you're gone, the POA disappears, right. it evaporates. Powers of attorney don't survive your lifetime. Yep. So you need all of the, when uh, Keystroll or any competent, trusted, experienced estate planning attorney talks about estate planning documents, plural, mm -hmm. they're talking about the package. They're talking about the will, perhaps a trust. They're talking about medical directives. They're talking about powers of attorney. It is the package. So those of you who are out there going, I was on legal Zoom and I made my own will. <clears throat> okay, I'm already nervous. I'm already nervous. I haven't even looked at it, and I'm nervous because you didn't say anything about I created a, an estate planning package right. that covers all the bases. You, that's not what you said. You said, I created a will, then I went to play tennis. I'm just, I'm done. We'll see you on the court. See you on the court. I won the game. Ah, no, Andrew won the game. <laughs>
And uh, was it Sonny Sasso? That's right. Ooh, he's a beast. The man's a beast. Andrew's a beast on defense. Sonny's a beast on offense. <laughs> Nazareth, Blue Eagles. No, what's that sound? That was the action karate noise. That's oh no. Yeah, yeah. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. More than money online.com. Back after this with your questions on more than money. singer yeah. yeah a lot of people don't know that it. yeah it's hard to imagine yeah well, it's, good. it's hard to imagine mick jagger still alive that's <laughs> stuff those guys did oh my gosh 610-720-7900 welcome back to more than money you've got Alyssa young your host you've got gene dickinson just hanging out and <laughs> happy to be serving you this morning again 610-720-7900 um Alyssa at askmtm.com Gene at askmtm.com, more than money online.com. Uh, happy Labor Day weekend. Uh, enjoy that safely. Uh, I know you're going to be traveling a little bit this weekend, mm-hmm. so please be safe. Thanks. Juliana's got a uh, soccer tournament this weekend. We yes. wish her uh, safety first for all of the, the players. And then, of course, I hope she does very, very well. Thank you. And uh, congratulations to Nazareth's football team and their clash clash uh in the borough with uh with parkland last night they did very very well uh folds of honor radiothon starts tuesday um and bobby gunther walsh live the entire week uh at uh vinart at hotel bethlehem at ritz barbecue at more than money's world headquarters in the holy lands please join us on friday yeah come and, see us oh yeah it's great fun oh it's great fun and just people are so so grateful. Um, we're grateful for you. You're grateful for us. Gosh, it's it works nearly, out very nice. It works out beautifully. <laughs> uh, and as we do every year uh, in remembrance of 9-11, uh, the first plane impact was about 8.40 in the morning. Uh, we have an honor guard that will uh, join us in the front of our More Than Money World Headquarters. Quarters, uh, we, in the last couple of years, have been blessed. We had a American Fence and Flag put up a flagpole for us, and we proudly fly our flag and uh, always will. That's a promise. Um, with a 21-gun salute and playing of taps, very, very moving. Very, very moving. It's hard to explain. Hmm. You say it's a song and it's some gunshots. No, it's way more than that. It's way more than that. So we hope you'll be there for that. We'll hope you, you'll join us if you show up uh, anytime. You're welcome, of course, but show up around 8.15, uh, 8.20, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, welcome you, and then we'll gather as a group, and that will be part of it. And, of course, Relic Hunter, uh, you and I will be live there yep. out, outside and likely freezing. Kind of, that's, <laughs> you're always cold. Um, always cold. 
in the office. You're, you're, you're wearing a hoodie and a parka right now. I am not. Oh my gosh. You're not supposed to fib to people. That is not true. You are fibber, fibber, pants on fire. You are, uh, you should be embarrassed. Oh my gosh. Speaking of embarrassed, um, I just retired three weeks ago to be exact. Good for you. So far, so good. Okay. <laughs> that was it. Is that what he says? Yeah, so far, so good. I have Social Security and a small pension. Together, they cover almost all my monthly expenses. I heard you talk about annuities with guaranteed income to cover the important expenses. Mm -hmm. If I had another 1100 a month, I would be completely covered and pretty relaxed. Ooh. I guess I didn't realize there was more than one type of annuity that does this. What type of annuity should I be using? Oh, wow. Well, it depends. <laughs> uh, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, there's all different types of annuities. So um, you have... Annuities that are variable that can give you a couple different options where maybe your income level can increase with market performance. If, it, if the market's doing really well and you have investments in your annuity that are doing well, you could actually get more income in good times. A lot of those come with enhanced features for death benefits. So if leaving a legacy with the money you would use for your annuity income is important to you, then that would lead you more toward some types of annuities than others. Um, those variable annuities often give you that death benefit rider mm. feature. Uh, on the other end, the fixed annuities are going to be 100% protected, guaranteed. You're going to get this amount of income every single month. It's not going to change. Um, but then you're annuitizing your money and you're basically mm. giving the annuity company your premium. They're turning it into an income stream and you no longer have that access to an account with value, you're just creating an income stream with the money. Mm -hmm. um, those kinds typically give you the best income rate, the mm -hmm. highest level of return from Cash your flow. premium. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so if you um, have a limited amount of money you can hand over to the annuity company and you want to maximize the income you can get mm. from that money, if that's your top priority, mm -hmm. then that fixed or a single premium immediate annuity is probably the best solution for you. And then there's mm. a couple options in between, right? Oh, like sure. the fixed indexed annuities. And and Alyssa is um, giving you a, a a wonderful summary of what is a about an hour's discussion <laughs> yeah. of uh, exploring the pros and cons. There are fundamentally four different types of annuities, uh, fixed annuities, fixed indexed annuities, variable annuities and then hybrids. Uh, so there are lots of different flavors and under each of those categories, lots of different options. Um, and it, and you can really dial this in. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that you just mentioned was uh, you can have death benefit uh, connected to a variable annuity. Absolutely. You could, and there are, there are certain companies, very well regarded companies where if you started uh, your, let's just pick a number and say you put a quarter of a million dollars into this annuity mm -hmm. and you're drawing 1100 bucks a month, mm -hmm. 13,000 would be, uh, what, about a four, four and a half percent withdrawal rate. Mm -hmm. You could spend that down to $1 left in the account. And when you pass away, your family gets 250,000 mm bucks. -hmm. Wow, that's fantastic. But it's not the highest income that you could get. 
oh, hmm, well, I think I do need that. Well, let's explore that then. Yeah. And uh, your reference to the single premium immediate annuity would probably give someone double that income. Mm-hmm. Conversely, if you're saying, I don't need double the income, I just need the 1100 then you could do it on half the money. Right. Yeah, and then 125 the other half. or 150 and then the rest of it you can keep liquid and keep growing. Yep. There are so many options. It really does require really does require that you spend the time and the effort to sit with someone that you trust, somebody that's experienced in all of these and oh by the way, everything else as well. Because if you are working with a trusted, experienced financial advisor as opposed to a trusted, experienced annuity salesman, Hmm. you will not only explore all the annuity options, you'll explore all the other options that are available to you as well. So you will have a complete exposure to the spectrum as opposed to uh, you really do need this annuity. Yeah. No, I no. You need me to buy this annuity because you're going to get an eight percent commission uh-huh. on. Let's see, two hundred fifty grand. That's twenty thousand bucks. Twenty thousand dollars for spending three hours with somebody and collecting signatures. That's that's borderline immoral. Maybe not borderline. Yeah, I think it just is. So, bottom line is, uh, I think Alyssa gave you a very, very good summary. There's lots to consider, but can you do this? The answer is sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I actually, um, I'm an advocate for that approach of if you have the option to create an income floor that your basic needs are covered, you're basically getting a paycheck that covers those bills and you don't need to worry. I think that's a great way to spend your retirement. Um, that takes away stress and anxiety and you're able to enjoy yourself more. Um, A lot of people who are relying on withdrawals from their investment accounts to pay their bills feel stressed about taking that money out and spending it. And then they're depriving themselves of things they could be doing and enjoying. And that's what you're supposed to be doing in your retirement. Mm -hmm. So in order to enjoy your time and your family and spend your money and your time the way you want to, having this guaranteed income stream that is going to cover your basic expenses is a wonderful way to do that. So um, if, you know, if that's feasible... And you can set it up and then you still have, like what Jean said, that other money you can keep liquid and you can grow. And that gives you a discretionary spending pool or whatever it is you want that fund to be looked at or or for legacy purposes, whatever it is you need. Uh, it gives you great options and uh, great peace of mind. It's wonderful. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. 610-720-7900, gene at askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. I think I have time to do this. This is rather long, but I think it's valuable. Uh, we have a good friend uh, who's part of our audience and part of our More Than Money family. And um, while she and I on occasion disagree on uh, on matters of, of, of perhaps politics or, or uh, policy, I have tremendous respect for her because she is one of the most agreeable human beings while disagreeing that I have ever met. And while I have very strong feelings in the negative about this tuition, uh, what are we calling it? They're just giving the money back. Or um, they're, they're, yeah, they're, what, what is it? Forgiveness. Forgiveness, thank you. 
Um, she writes, uh, as a former college professor who taught young people who wanted to become teachers, uh, I came to know hundreds of them who worked two or even three jobs to pay for college. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Mm-hmm. Most of those young folks also needed college loans. Don't ask me where the money was growing, going, but it wasn't going to the faculty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, believe me, middle to lower class people who don't get large inheritances or any inheritance at all also work very hard to get to a higher level in this American society. Agreed. Good for mm-hmm. you. I forgive. Uh, I believe forgiving this small amount is a greater investment in our country than the forgiving of all those PPP grants during the pandemic and the billions of tax breaks given to corporations in 2017. I have kept in contact with a few of my former students and that little pittance of forgiveness will actually help them go forward and buy a home, get married, or even have a child. Please, please. These are people who cannot even put $10 towards their retirement. You and I are going to start to disagree here. And on the other end of life, some of my counter, um, some of my contemporaries who graduated from the same university as I did, African Americans are in their mid seventies. And guess what? They are still paying off their college loans. Oh. Um, thus, they are unable to donate to church, to the university. True, I don't know if they were responsible, that's in quotes, uh, with money as I was. Good for you. I paid mine off many years ago. But I do know they contributed highly to our society by any measure. This should not be, uh, this should not be in our society. You don't know how many of my contemporaries I've tried to turn onto your programs, but they say they don't have any money. And now I do know that others of my contemporaries are actually wealthy and they have financial advisors and while others are broke because they paid high tuitions for their children who do not now have loans like the former students do. Keeping in mind, just a quick observation, those very people who have no savings who paid their children's college education so those children would not have loans will now be paying back the loans of people who took them out. So they paid cash for their children Mm -hmm. to go to college, and now they're going to pay cash for other people's children Mm -hmm. to go to college. Remember, our society was built on the backs of millions of people like my ancestors. My steelworker dad inherited nothing from his dad, who was the son of slaves in South Carolina. God bless. And although granddaddy helped to build the Hill to Hill Bridge here in Bethlehem, he died in 1930 with nothing much to speak about. And grandmother cooked for Mr. Martin of Martin Towers and would feed her children with leftover food from the family. I was fortunate to work hard and improve my prospects, but I remember the struggles and the fact that some people struggle and never quote unquote make it for a vast number of reasons, but it isn't because they didn't work. And for the grace of God, go I. Believe me, this will help millions upon millions of old folks and young folks too, as I personally know hundreds of them. Well, it's beautifully said. It's beautifully said. Well thought out. In my opinion, misguided in some cases. And I don't think she gives herself enough credit. Equal uh, opportunity does not guarantee equal result. Having the opportunity to play football for the Nazareth football team doesn't mean you're going to start. Right. It doesn't mean you'll get in the game. It means you'll make the same efforts. You'll work really hard at practice. You'll have the same opportunities, but the results may be different. 
the fact that someone, her, mm -hmm. was able with the background of no inheritance, uh, no wealth, no uh, even experience in education, steel workers and, and hardworking um, cooks yeah. and, and caretakers, got educated, paid off her own loans, uh, financially responsible. Along the way, she uses the word struggles, without a doubt, challenges. Sure. She met them and succeeded. Sure. And there are scenarios, human beings, of course, that have made other choices. They've made other choices. They've spent money in other ways. Um, would I disagree with someone who spent all of their money on educating their kids and now have nothing for retirement? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I love my kids. I love my girls. Love them. Um, blessed to have kids in my life that I wish I, I had blood connection to because they're just that wonderful. Do I want everything good for them? Everything good. Is it the right choice that I should live in poverty so that they have the opportunity to study for four, uh, anthropology <laughs> for four or five or six years? And the answer is no. no. That's, that that is, and that's that's a role model that should not be should not be um, offered up to people that we care about for the next generation to look at. Of I I am so self sacrificing that I will. Um, live in poverty for the, I'll be 70 years old and still have not paid off my student loans. Hmm. There have been some choices made that, that were misguided. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not saying malicious. I'm not saying they were evil or, or they were silly or they didn't work hard. They made some choices and some of those choices have turned out to be not very good for them. One of the choices that's being made against my will is the choice that I should pay back the student loans of children who made poor choices. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And the idea that a college education in America today should require someone to borrow fifty, seventy-five, a hundred thousand dollars is stupid. She doesn't say that, so I'm certainly not referencing her opinion. Yeah. I think her opinions are excellent and well thought out, even though I disagree. But the theory that in order to succeed in America, you've got to go to a college that charges fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars, and I fully understand. There are folks listening today. The Lehigh Valley is full of such colleges. Yes, full of them. Sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars. And the reality is you can get an incredibly good education for about 15 grand. Yeah. We have some of the best community colleges where you can get the first 60 credits for pennies. We have some great state schools, great state schools, where if you are determined, I want to graduate, I don't want loans, I don't want money from anybody else, you can do it yourself in four years and owe nothing. Mm -hmm. and it comes back to decisions. Decisions yeah. indeed. And I must say, um, the universities, 
that are uh, standing four square for uh, loan forgiveness are the same universities that have endowments measured in the billions of dollars with a B and could literally afford to have every student that applies and every student that's accepted pay nothing. Mm. And yet they choose to get wealthier and wealthier and wealthier, largely on the backs of student loan programs that have been put together by the federal government. So who's actually gotten rich on all this? Colleges. This young lady points out pretty quickly, not the faculty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're not hearing, uh, yeah, I just retired from Kutztown and I've got eight million bucks. Because I got all that profit sharing. No, that's that's we're not hearing those stories. No. But what we are hearing is endowments of extraordinary amounts of money. Uh, tuitions that go up at ridiculously high inflation rates, independent of the value that they may or may not bring. Yeah. And if if I were a psychic, if I were a prophet, uh, I would suggest that I'm picking the number 10 years. I think a lot of the universities in America within 10 years will disappear because there are universities that have decided we're going to serve people at a very efficient way. And whether it's online, whether it's Zoom, whether it's giving uh, life credits or credit for life experience, whether it's community college, which delivers tremendous results for ridiculously low prices, there's going to be an education revolution, not violent, financial, of saying, I'm not going to spend 300000 bucks to get educated when I know I can go online and learn everything I need to know and be credited for all of that for pennies on the dollar. So uh, is giving back money to people who desperately need it uh, understandable in her mind? Of course it is. Of course it is. Does it ultimately benefit the country? And in my mind, the answer is absolutely not. Having someone else be responsible for your obligation, what you voluntarily, and, and I get some of these volunteers, they did it when they were 18. They were babies. I get that. But you're not babies anymore. If you're in your 70s and you still have student loans, that means you made some choices that you should not have made. And if you are 35 years old and you still have massive student loans, that you've made some poor choices. And you got to make better choices. And uh, you got to help your kids make better choices as well. If you condemn them to making the same mistakes, then shame on you. Uh, Your kids deserve better. And I think this is going to end up backfiring on the folks who thought this was a uh, great opportunity to buy some votes. I think for every single person who is going, this is great. I love those folks. I'm going to vote for them because I got 10 or 20,000 bucks. I think there are eight or nine or 10 people who are, uh, I think the technical term is really pissed (laughs) because they worked their asses off to pay off those loans or not have loans. They went six or seven years part-time instead of four years. They didn't go to the keggers 
They didn't they had, party. Because they had a job. They had a, yeah. yes. They were, <laughs> yeah. hey, school's over. Hey, we're going to the bars. I'm going to yeah, go to work. Yeah, I'll be working. Yeah, you're right. Uh, well, what time do you get off? Midnight, and then I'm back in school. Yeah. And I'm going to do that for six years so I don't end up saddling myself with that. Um, parents that made hard choices of not being able to send kids to school because we can't afford it. Kids that made hard choices of, yeah, would I love to go to Penn State? I'll go to community college for two years. Or I'll go to the extensions. The Penn State extensions are very reasonable mm -hmm. as well. So there's just tons and tons and tons of ways this did not need to happen without the cooperation of, sadly, Washington, D.C., and some educational institutions that decided we're going to jack this price through the roof. Six ones. Uh, no, no, my apologies. Moments left in this edition of More Than Money. Please uh, join us next week for our Folds of Honor Radiothon. Please make your pledges uh, all week long. 610-746-7007. If we can be of assistance to you, second opinion meetings, always free. Reach out. 610-746-7007. Send Alyssa your emails, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com and go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Folks, thank you so very much. You are literally the best. We'll see you next week on More Than Money.